0: Um, if you can just give me just one moment before we start, um, our meeting manager lost connection, so I'm just trying to get it back, please. Okay. Thank you. Let me, let, let me know. Thank you.
1: Oh okay. What are we doing? yeah, I'll be
0: looking
1: for that. Uh, All oh, the Mobile's not up. Yeah.
2: Hello oh, Valerie. I took a nap so I'm okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I won't nod out. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. Life of a retired <laughs> Yeah. And I got up at 9. I think I wouldn't need one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I
4: already I talked to Adam uh, about it. Sleeping.
2: Had yogurt today. There you go. <laughs> you know him, right? Adhocally. Adhocally. Oh, oh, it's am good him. You don't have to. You only had to meet him. I, 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 no, I don't know. I'm calling him. That. He shows <laughs> up. Oh, he's come,
5: he's on. come on. Come no, on. <laughs> what, what I came <laughs> away with at the end is like,
0: Be of, it'll
5: be part of his item, right?
2: That, uh, that was my only outstanding yeah, question. I'm a slow sure. thinker, you know. Yeah. That thing. We'll hear it. What well, we just what well, we recommended to the committee. I'm in mean a store near you. No, boy. that chart, I was like, I don't
5: understand. <laughs> then <not> I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where I got thrown off
0: by those numbers. i was like, where did you get it? Mean,
2: oh, that's just I, a hypothetical. I'm like, well, I don't know. We get a real number. There. I don't yeah. know up and down the state.
5: Oh, I I I see what you're saying.
6: Yeah, I mean that's you know, Water Smarts comes from Water Smarts. It's like having teachers on the. It's like having
2: teachers on the school board. Do you know in, in transportation dollars every year, so you have to know what they're talking about. Otherwise, although they define the board as what it's made up. That why like most elected people in Washington are lawyers? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like eighty yeah. percent. Oh
6: no, you don't want seven. Right, en- you don't want seven engineers doing it. Oh. no, I don't know about that. No, you, but, but it it's black and white with engineers. It doesn't hurt to have three.
7: Yeah. And if you had seven engineers oh, as never, common
0: people, yeah. we would never understand what nice. they were saying. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Otherwise, the Trojan horse. Mr. Will... Mr. Chair,
4: we're ready to proceed? Yes. yes. Ready? Yes. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Go. Good afternoon. We'll uh, open this um, Watermaster. January 24th. And we'll start with the invocation, Duranga.
5: let's pray father we thank you so very much for all your goodness towards us we thank you for the rain and we pray knowing that you are sovereign Lord and that you desire to give good gifts to your children and that you say that we can ask without reproach so that we're asking for even more rain father we're asking for 5,000 CFS (laughs) this, this season now and we would just Thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. Father, we thank you for this board, for the staff who care so deeply about our service area and the needs of the people. And we pray that tonight you would give them wisdom and insight to all the information that is going to be presented to them tonight. It's a lot, but we pray that you give them clarity and help them to make the right decisions. Father, we thank you for our first responders, for our military, for all those people who Try so gallantly to keep us safe. We pray that you would bless them and keep them. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. With
4: that, we'll call the meeting to order. And uh, Chuck, I see you in the back there. You want to lead us in the pledge, please?
2: I pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States
0: of America,
1: America and to, to the republic, republic for which it stands, one, it stands, one nation under God, God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for
6: all. Thank you.
4: So with that, uh, Latrice
0: uh, roll call. Director Page? I'm here. Director Hoffman? Yes. Director Ramirez? Here. Director Cox is absent. Okay, thank you. Director West. Present. Director Limbaugh? Here. Chair Raleigh. Here. We also have presenting staff. We have Carrie LeClaire, Jeff Roosh, Robert Wagner, and David Salstad.
4: That. We'll move on to uh, uh since do we do the uh, online voting or do we want to do it?
0: Um, I'm going to say we to do it verbal because our system is not advancing right okay. now. Okay,
4: okay, great. Uh, so with that, I need uh, approval for the agenda.
1: I'd like to make a
0: motion.
4: Uh, second, second, second. Uh,
0: second it. Director Page, yes, Director Hoffman, yes, Director Hayhurst. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Director Ramirez? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Director West? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> let it pass, let it pass. Yeah. Director West? Yes. Yeah. Director Limbaugh? Yes. Chair Raleigh? Yes. Thank you. Uh,
4: okay. Item four election of officers. And uh, Mike Page, you want to uh, kick this one
1: off? Yes. Um, I would like to uh, make a motion for a slate of. Marina West as being the new um, chair. That would start next month. And Mike Limbaugh to be the, uh, the vice chair. Um, so that would be my motion and hopefully there will be a second.
4: Uh, I'll on second it. that motion. Okay. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Director West. Yes.
0: Bimba? Yes.
2: Chair. All right.
1: Congratulations, to Director West.
4: That was Item five: uh, par- public Bye, participation. The public comment period is limited to five minutes per person, <laughs> and not more than fifteen minutes in total. Anyone wishing to address any matter pertaining to the Watermaster business listed on the agenda or not may do so at this time. However, the water master may not take any action on items that are not on the agenda. Uh, so if you wish to speak, please submit a speaker card to the recording secretary prior to the starter meeting. Uh, Latrice, do we have any questions?
0: Uh, no one wishes to speak at this time.
4: Move on to our first workshop, item six, administrative assessment rate analysis. Jeff, you want to...
1: Yes, this is another in the series of the, the financial presentations that we've had in, in light of the, the, the recent decision of the MWA Board of Directors to carry the, the deficit. Um, Carrie has put together an, an analysis of the, the administrative rates to prepare us as we go into budget season, so I'll turn it over to Carrie.
3: Thank you so much, good evening. Uh, so, on today's agenda, we will review the previous administrative fund analysis and projections, the process of expense payments, administrative fund deficit going forward, updated projections with the proposed rates, and then um, the next steps. So, this is a slide that was presented to the Watermaster Board in October uh, when the deficit was being discussed and how to go ahead and proceed with that deficit. Um, At that time, the deficit was $170,000, but had decreased, actually, from $302,000. The decrease in the deficit occurred uh, due to expenses coming in lower than anticipated in fiscal year 22-23. The expenses were lower um, due to uh, a few different things. Um, We did have an accounting change for some legacy costs, uh, lower legal and engineering costs, as well as um, Watermaster being short-staffed for the majority of the year uh, they were budgeted uh, with a staff of four um, but had been working with just a staff of two for for some time the legal and engineering costs were lo- uh, lower due to less time that was spent in the courts last year um, but these these expenses can fluctuate from year to year I wanted to briefly go over the process of the expense payments. Um, So the expenses that are occurring in the administrative fund are things such as the salaries and benefits, um, engineering costs, and other miscellaneous items such as um, auto expenses and printing. Uh, There is a 50% cost share with Mojave on these expenses. Um, However, there uh, are other expenses like the legal, audit, and postage that are paid 100% by Watermaster. The um, MWA makes the initially makes the 100% of the payments, and then quarterly, Watermaster um, pays back MWA for those cost share items. So, um, again, uh, when Watermaster pays back for the cost share of the salary benefits, engineering and miscellaneous, um, however, those costs that are 100% Watermaster, such as the legal, audit, and postage, um, finance is sure to make, to keep enough funds in the account to pay those vendors directly every month. So it's been a few years now uh, that we have been discussing the deficit and how to proceed uh, with it going forward uh, since it can impact the the administrative rate. Uh, There are a few options that staff uh, was directed to look into, uh, one of them being MWA fully cover the deficit and then also, um, MWA, excuse me, Watermaster would recover over time. And this would be where MWA would carry the deficit and pay back um, as revenues built up. Uh, this is similar to what's done in the past and does not impact the bank account. Uh, there was one other time that this did occur in fiscal year 11, 12, um, where the administrative fund went into a deficit of $665,000. And Watermaster did pay that back over a five year period. So in October of last year, the Watermaster Board um, asked staff to bring this item to the MWA Board for direction on how to proceed um, based on these two options mentioned. So earlier this month, the MWA Board discussed this item and approved to carry the deficit and allow Watermaster to recover over time. Um, So now that there is some clear direction, this can kind of give staff some guidance on how to look at um, the future rate analysis for this. This is an updated version of the Administrative Fund status. Uh, The current deficit is now at 122,000 and is lower than in October where we saw 170,000. This is because as funds became available, Watermaster was able to pay back some of those um, older expenses. So the deficit um, is looked at quarterly uh, during the expense and cost sharing analysis as we discussed earlier, and um, that's, again, that's what what lowered this deficit. Oops, sorry, not there yet. (laughs) Um, So for a quick reminder, we'll go ahead and go over this slide. Uh, The blue bars represent the total expenses, and these are representative with the 50% cost share built into that. The yellow area above that represents the portion where expenses exceed the uh, revenue or which would actually be the deficit amount. The green line reflects the revenue if the rate were to remain at the $3.55 per acre foot and the orange dash line represents the revenue with the approved um, as well as the estimated rates uh, which are shown above the bars. So the rates with the boxes around them are ones that have previously been approved um, and the one that we are looking at and discussing this evening is the, um, the bar that is grayed out for water year 24-25, which actually um, occurs in fiscal year 2526. So as you can see with that orange dashed line reaching the top of that uh, blue expense bar in that fiscal year 25-26, uh, the rate is actually reaching a full cost recovery. So the year being reviewed and future, future years uh, do take into consideration repaying this deficit over about a two or three year period. Um, but due to fluctuation in production and as well as you know the expenses fluctuating year to year, um, we do expect the deficit to be paid off in a short time, um, but it is unknown at this time how long it will actually take. So for this reason, um, a rate analysis will be done each year to ensure that the rate is covering the costs as it is needed. Uh, When the rates initially began to increase in water year 21-22, they were increasing at a rate of about $0.55 per acre foot per year. Um, So now that the fund is getting caught up, the the rates are able to increase at a much lower rate. Uh, Through this year's analysis, it it appears that a $5.35 per acre foot rate for water year 24-25 will be appropriate to a cost to cover the costs that are occurring in fiscal year 25-26. This is only about a 20 cent per acre foot increase from the prior year. So although this is only a workshop to bring back the status of the fund, um, the administrative rate discussion for 24-25 water year is planned for the February Water Master Meeting um, ahead of um, circulating that out. But I am available if there's... Any um, discussion or questions you might have?
4: Great. Well, most of us have heard this before, but we'll start down at this end. Jesse, any questions, comments? Uh,
1: no questions. No questions.
4: Director Page.
1: If I can get my microphone on. Um, nothing at this time. <laughs>
4: uh, I make um, just make note that Director Cox has uh, arrived at the meeting, so. No
0: questions. No questions.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Mike, no questions. Kathy?
5: No questions.
2: Marina?
0: yes I'll just ask a point of clarification. So we're looking at 20 cents, and then it looks like it might be pretty smooth after that. That is estimated, yes. Okay. We're thank looking you. to smooth it out. Appreciate the data.
4: Well, thank you, Kerry. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Good job as always. Thank you. Okay. Moving on, item seven groundwater model and production sales yield update. Uh, Jeff?
1: This is the court-ordered production safe field update. We have a, an update on the the progress from uh, water master engineer, Bob Wagner, and he will take it away.
6: Thank you, good afternoon. Generally in January.
0: Turn your microphone on.
6: That a little better. Yeah, sounds good. Um, but uh, given the, some of the complexities from from court and where we're going, we thought it's it's good to have this update now. Uh, most, if not all, this information is you know, ultimately will be part of the uh, February uh, the recommendation that we make in February. And for the most part, um, there, there's a couple of things left to do, but but, but for the most part, that that work's done. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the the model, the Upper um, Mojave Basin uh, model that we used, um, the uh, conditions in the tran- transition zone, and then something related to all this work is the sewer and septic areas that we haven't we, we've talked about, but we haven't gone in any detail uh, with WaterMaster in in, 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 in it's um. I put it in here because I want everybody to be aware of it and, and we wanna be able to improve it, but we're gonna need some help. We're gonna need some input from, uh, uh, from, uh, uh, from the purveyors. Um, the uh, table five one, which is our water balance calculation, which gets us to production safe yield, morphed a little bit from last May to June to the court, and then uh, we're gonna compare that uh, calculation to the uh, uh, modeled output, Uh, We have a um, uh, response to supplemental recharge if and when we begin recharging the um, indicated deficit based on the production safe yield and free production allowance in Alto. And then on the water levels, uh, water level response to the 2023 recharge, in addition to um, natural inflow, Mojave Water Agency imported uh, over 94,000 acre feet of water. So there, it, it's nice that that we can actually demonstrate some benefit from having done that. So those are the topics. Um, I wanna go back in time a little bit. We've seen this graphic many times. I wanna remind us why we're talking about the things we're talking about now. And in particular, the 11 years, um, 2012 to 2022, where we were exceptionally dry and the the concern that I raised several years ago is that we would begin to mimic a 20-year dry period in the 40s through the 60s, which would be problematic for water supply if we're measuring everything against the long-term average. Um, So I just wanna keep this in mind that that this is where we were prior to last year. Okay. Um, Relative to the model, the uh, area investigation And what this uh, map shows us is the boundaries that were um, part of the uh, model boundaries and so that we can see the fluxes where water is inflows to the basin, to the upper basin, which is primarily in this case Alto, uh, and then how water uh, leaves into the transition zone and ultimately to central. Uh, And then there's discrete watersheds that the model uh, routes water through. And this was a, a real, a, an important piece of information to get out of the model because prior to, it, we only had a, uh, we, we had a line item from bulletin 84 from 1962, um, deep percolation of precipitation which we couldn't track during very dry years. And so the model allows us to route that water over time and this is uh, uh, largely how, that, how that's done. The um, uh, this is the mo- this is modeled output and it tracks with our understanding of the change in storage in Alto above the Lower Narrows since um, what is largely considered to be the onset of overdraft 1950 1951 that's shown here and so the modeled period the range period of record is 1951 to 2020 and during that period of time the Addition and subtraction of all the inputs and outputs were roughly 1.16 million acre feet depleted from storage, so we're down one point from where we were in 1951. Um, I'm not going to go through this. This is here. This is model output. It shows the um, elements that uh, that the model uses for input inflows and also uh, uh, the elements that it produces for um, outflows and in column R at the bottom we see two numbers, one is 16,619 and that represents the average change in storage over the period of record 70 years and the other number 17,475 is the change in storage over the 20 year period 2001 to 2000. Um, it's notable that they're similar. So the planning period that we want to use is similar to the long-term average, at least uh, relative to the model. Okay. Uh, like th- this is um, a similar um, output, but separating out OS day. And what this arithmetic tells us is that we are around 1,500, 1,600 acre-feet per year in deficit in Oeste, and this is something that I'm still uh, considering because there's a little bit of conceptual um, issues with what we're calculating and what we're seeing in in water levels over time, so that's still something that needs to be, uh, uh, I need a little more analysis of. Um, for 15 Mile Valley, which is part of Esting, um, separate from Lucerne Valley, we're roughly in balance over the last 70 years. So 200 acre feet in the hole over the last 20 years, about 130 acre feet positive. So I, I think if we blend that, they're pretty small numbers. It's kind of roughly in balance in that part of of Esting. Okay move from that to the transition zone because we're gonna go downriver. And I wanted to point out the pumping in the transition zone has changed um, considerably from the early years. It was at one time um, in excess of 30,000 acre feet and for 15 or 20 years probably averaged 27 or 28,000. And now we average about 10,000. So there's been a significant decline in, in pumping stress in the, uh, in the transition zone. Uh, what that um, is, it isn't the sole reason, but it's a big reason why we don't see a lot of change in storage in the transition zone over time. These are the location of the wells that we monitor for water master pursuant to the judgment. And then I'm just real quick, we're just gonna look at the hydrographs. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on them. They're relatively flat. If, they, if we have a horizontal line, the um, water level over time is not, changing we assume that we have um, very limited change in storage and so walk through these see a very similar pattern as we go upriver. we started at the hellendale fault and we're headed towards the lower water levels so we get up closer to atalanta and we start to see a little more variability um, but but still the same uh, uh the same limited change okay okay the sewer and septic map we put this together from population data and from some uh, GIS and layers that we were able to get from the county and various other places and making interpretations of where sewer lines go this is a fairly important um, piece of work that needs refinement and what we what we need to understand is what population is on septic and what population is on sewer. And we don't know how much individual address, how much water it uses indoors and how much water it uses outdoors because we don't have two different meters at the house or we only have have one, we only know how much water goes in. So we have to make estimates of indoor and outdoor use. And this is important because the outdoor use, uh, we have to treat differently for return flows than the indoor use. The indoor use goes to, if it goes to a sewer, it shows up at VVWRA and it gets measured volumetrically. If it goes to a septic, we can't measure it. So we need to know what the indoor water use is. We do this kind of by proxy. It would be very helpful, anybody, any of the jurisdictions that know where, what addresses, what streets, what area is sewered and what is not sewered, would be really useful, very helpful information to us. Yeah, and and to some extent, um, some jurisdictions know that very well. Some don't for a variety of reasons. But uh, whatever information that we can get back to Watermaster that we can use to improve this will will help uh, uh, improve our understanding of the um, uh, of the return flows from indoor and outdoor use. The uh, uh, table five one, this was in the Watermaster Report last um, uh, March, it was approved, it, uh, went to court in May, and it represents the condition at the end of 2022, and also the production safe yield calculation based on a, on a uh, long-term average water supply and the consumptive uses for 2017-18. And if you remember, when we do the production J field calculation, we use use a supply over some long-term period of time and a short-term representative year that doesn't change year to year because those things don't change very fast so that we don't have to do the calculation continuously. So the last time we did this, we used 2017-18. And when we've updated it, we've updated it to 2022. Um, If under this set of conditions with long-term average supply, and the 2017-18 imports and consumptive use, Alto had a deficit of 13,200 acre-feet. Total basin deficit was a little under 30,000. So when we went to court, we modified this um, to uh, kind of accommodate court's request that we have a different base period um, and um, propose um, a uh, pre-production allowance, Production safe yield to give us some time to let basin tell us whether it's healthy or not. And the, if you know, I asked the court, we wanted five years. He, he did not do that. The, the purpose of having presented this information this way was so that we could see what it would look like if we were very dry. The green is what it looks like under the terms of the judgment. The yellow is what we proposed to the court last summer. And then on the far right, that's a, a recent period of time with wet and dry periods. That's um, kind of similar. Where, then the court wanted said to us, why don't we use recent years? Why we should at least consider that. And so that's what we did with that. Okay. So um, the result of the hearing was he set free production allowance um, at uh, where we are right now, fifty-four. 54- He really didn't, he wasn't happy, I don't know about happy, he wasn't impressed with us, let's put it that way. Sent us away and said redo it, okay. That is what we have done. Um, And the, uh, what what I've done with this table is taken what we learned from the model and put it in the format that we have in the judgment. Uh, And when we do that, we get a production safe yield of, 62,233, which is a little bit higher than what we um, presented to the court last summer. And that's cool. uh, And then we compared the production safe yield indicated from the model to the calculation we just saw, and they differ by um, less than 1%. And where we are currently is 59,409. That was production safe yield based on the free production allowance set by the court. Um we're going to see a, product, uh, a production safe yield based on the model of 62005, okay. Uh, so that means something. We have that production safe yield. We have pumping according to um, emissions in recent years, um, we will produce a deficit. And if you remember, we had 13,280, and then we had 18,277. This number's kind of in the middle. This is from the model, Um, it's 17,500. So if we buy the deficit every year like we're supposed to and we recharge and the hydrology repeats the previous 20-year period, 2001 to 2000, and we repeat that going forward to 2040, this is the result. We'll end up with um, uh, an additional uh, 9,000 acre feet of flow, uh, through the lower narrows compared to not importing any water. So the conditions in the basin will improve. That's what this does. Um, where we are with um, coming up with a recommendation, I, I, I'm i pretty comfortable at the moment with um, Alto and Centro. I don't think there's going to be much um, change. I think we'll, we'll probably be at 52.4 unless there's Um, you know, minor tweaks with arithmetic, with how much base annual production we actually have, what um, other small elements, but the likelihood of that being much different than that is very small. Uh, And the same thing in Centro, that's what's indicated by the um, arithmetic we do for the judgment, Uh, that being the case, that is what the proposed reproduction allowance would be. So um, I think that's where we are day is going to be a little trickier the indicated free production allowance is 37 point1 I'll make a final recommendation on that in February um, it, it to me it's a little inconsistent with what we see in water levels which would suggest that our inflow is too low back okay. uh, I want to finish with Este and Baja um, in este we're kind of where we've been for a while that the the um, inflow minus outflow is equal to zero from the water levels um, that may or may not be accurate, but it's indicated from our valuation of the hydrographs, which then would tell us that the yield is about equal to the pumping, which is has been around 4,720. That would indicate a free production allowance of 21.8%. Um, Baja is another interesting case here. I've been Uh, Talking about the water levels in Baja for several years, that they will stabilize. They will will see an inflection. They'll begin to, they will begin to improve as pumping declines. And pumping has declined. They now drastically in several years. And we are actually seeing some of the water levels start to uh, flatten. Some one case actually rise a very little bit but over three or four or five, six years in some cases, we're kind of seeing this flattening. So it, it tells us that it, depending on you know, where we go, where we let the basin tell us what to do. Um, it's, it's telling us that we're pumping about what the supply is. Um, until we can completely sort that out, um, I don't have an indicated production, safe yield, free production allowance, and proposed we'll have that in February. I wanted to leave Baja at twenty-two and a half percent, and the court did not. There a couple of years ago, so we might try that again um, because we've got a little better um, data to, to tell us that that uh, we're not going to hurt anything if we, if we leave it. Alone. Uh, response to recharge, so we imported 94,000 acre feet of, uh, of State Water Project water, was released to the river, and these wells are down um, gradient, they're in Centro. Um, it's in an area where we've had uh, problems before. Uh, Golden State Water Company brought to our attention over the years that they have had problems for years down there, and uh, this is the response from being able to not just import wa- import water but also from the from the rains and um, uh, Tony you want to just kind of anything you want to add to what we see here and and kind of what the issue is and if not that's fine You might be tired of listening to me so
7: I never get tired of listening to you Bob <clears throat> so uh, we lo- we took an in-depth look at Centro prior to last year's winter 2023 we were experiencing the long from a river flow perspective we were experiencing the longest dry period on record for central in other words as far as any any significant river flow um up until last winter 2023 we were we had the longest lack of flow in the river ever recorded and so we were looking at historic uh, record low levels in Barstow. Thankfully, Mother Nature decided to send us a little bit of water last winter. Um, We're still praying for a little bit of uh, uh, more rain um, this year. So thank you, Duranda. Um, The 5,000 CFS is my fault. I said I want to see at least 5,000 CFS because hopefully that will get some water to Central and Baja. But Um, The natural flow, we had not a ton, but a decent amount this past winter. And then, of course, uh, we imported a record amount of state water project this last year, uh, some of which went to central and to both Hodge and Lenwood recharge facilities. So the hydrographs we're seeing there are, this obviously includes both natural flow and uh, imported water. And the hydrograph on the left, the one that says Lenwood 1, compared to the other two is a little different. So what you see, the main peak response you see in these three hydrographs is the natural storm flow in the river. And you'll notice how the F3 dairy and the F2, the two hydrographs on the right, they go up and then they start to decline. The one on the left goes up, starts to decline, but then it just kind of stays there that is the influence of the state water project import from our lenwood recharge facility in fact you can actually see the recharge water on this aerial photo kind of that dark streak in the river just below the green dot that is imported state water project being introduced into the river through the lenwood recharge facility anything else you want to want me to address or
6: no i think it's great
7: okay i'm here if there's anything else
6: Okay, so um, next steps, in February we will make the production safe yield recommendation and, and the production allowance for twenty four twenty five 25 to follow. Um, we noticed parties happens on February 29th, uh, March 27th, we have public hearing on the FPA recommendation, report to the court is May 1, and then typically the court hearing is in early June. Item that's a lot, and if there's questions,
4: great, Bob. We'll start down there with uh, Director West. Any questions?
0: Sure, can you go back to the rec- next slide up? So, if I understand this right, in just line one, there, the current safe field is the 59.4, and that is related to the 50.4. Or that's just what the court established the 50.4.
6: Yeah, the court established 50.4, okay. and the, yeah, 59.409 is just a consequence of that.
0: So, so now your data tells you, again, indicated maybe 62, and so at that rate, it calculates a 52.4. That's correct. All right, thank you.
4: Thank you.
5: I'll
4: it. Director Hoffman.
5: So regarding the septics, so how are you going to try to figure that out? Because like my, most of my area is all septic.
6: Yeah, the, um, uh, Use a proxy. Um, it's common. It's common practice to do that. Um, our our proxy is the design in, uh, per capita inflow to VVWRA. This is a this is this, this is a common practice. Um, a treatment uh, facility is designed to handle a certain rate, and it's based on population. Um, seven and a half is that was at one time kind of an aggressively low number when California was on average up around 90 gallons per day per capita and that's slowly gone down to 60 was uh, down to 57 and a half, but that's almost 20 years old, that work. And um, in in various spots around the basin, I've seen numbers in the 40s, numbers around 60, where I, uh, for this analysis, we're still using 57 and a half gallons per day per capita. So. Um, population obviously is very important we can know that fairly well knowing the actual indoor water use and disposal is complicated and, and better data and information we have uh, particularly from uh, you know a well-managed well monitored uh, district like yours where everybody's on septic it would give us a really good idea you know to there's you-
7: something that they could offer you
6: uh, absolutely we, you know we're working with them to tease out um, things like uh, uh, specific areas where we know there's a certain amount of outdoor use, so using other tools we can estimate outdoor use, subtract it from the volume of flow that was provided, say, to that address, rest of it's indoor use, and it gives us a, a good indication of uh, septic flow.
5: But no, there was a, some question too about evaporative coolers, like a, per, you know,
6: Operative coolers are um, a larger source of water use than anybody would like them to be. Unstated. Yeah, uh, the um, I've seen uh, in literature. In fact, um, uh, did some work for somebody in, believe it or not, in Sacramento, and used some data that was collected from uh, by uh, by the water resources people, Mojave Water Agency. But you know, six gallons an hour up to twelve gallons an hour is not. Unheard of for an evaporative cooler in a um, arid, hot environment. So there can be a lot of water relative to the household yeah, demand. I mean,
5: that's something that has to be considered as well. Right. For sure. That swamp cooler, I mean, septic. Okay, thank you. Mike,
4: number.
2: Um, updated production safe field. Two major areas that you're changing the. uh, Probably not changing that much. Um, Question is uh, based on their verified pumpage, what's the rationale for ratcheting them down so low? uh, Doesn't, they don't play together. And I'll give you the example. Oeste um,
3: their verified
2: production um, under, which is lower than their current Este, though, on the other hand, their pumpage is below their peak. So um, give a little explanation of how we get um, in those two areas because if you look at the percentages, the current FPA in Oeste is 50. We're in indicating it seven. but in Este, it's going from 5 to 21.8. Significant change one year, and, and, and we're only talking one year. So I guess what I'm curious as to the indicators that create that situation so drastically, and the other is still Alto has a problem. Right now, if you look at the numbers, we're looking at 74,000 acre feet a year, um, and and we're still at 64. They're obviously uh, overproducing, but they are also the benefactors of natural inflows if we get them, and they're the easiest to recharge. Um, so just a, a little bit of insight into that before, because um, I think next month they're sending this to the court.
6: Yeah, well, or it goes to n- the water mass May-
2: meeting. Then in June it's going to go to the prison.
6: court in May. Um, I guess I
2: would like to thinking behind that, and is it cascading from what we've done over the last thirty years with regards to ramp down, and how much is the court influencing what we're going to do going to with PSY? And the verified pumpage along with the ramp down how those all integrated in the different areas that have impacts on the, the people who live in those areas
6: yeah so a lot to unpack there um, there is <laughs> limbaugh in, in, but, <laughs> sorry but, it, but no <laughs> it's, but it's your great your chart it's all it's all good <laughs> stuff and and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do it as, oh. um, as as succinctly as I can you don't um, have to
2: go specifics but no, but if there are numbers that you can give us that we could look at to see the rationale, because because that one is is your let, let me walk let me walk through this, that. okay?
6: So um, I'm gonna start with S day. We won't go to twenty one point eight in one year. Okay, that that's not a one year reduction. That's just what's indicated. Okay. So the the judgment <laughs> we can only go we can only go down five percent at a time. Okay. So is that Chuck. So that's then, that that's number one. And of course, the same thing would be true in OS day. And w- while I don't want to, you know, I wasn't planning to say this out loud. I will because I don't like to say things till till we're done. But you know, I I would like to see OS day stay at 50%. I, I think there's some rationale for that. But um, if they can
2: control puppy as they are,
6: yeah. But it, it's um it, it's really more water level based. And then my comfort that my comfort level with whether or not we know. These are small numbers in a really big area. Whether we know enough about the inflow to make um, that kind of a decision, so that that's a, uh, that's an issue. But regardless, we can only go down five percent a year. Zoomed out, reducing free production allowance is not about reducing pumping. It's about the amount of water that can be pumped without replacement obligation so the fact that if you have too much free production allowance even if you're pumping less than that that the judgment requires that we reduce production allowance to whatever the yield is to allocate the overdraft so it isn't if just in And, you know, this board, um, and and I'm I'm not going to blame this board because I think we all had some piece of this narrative about 20 years ago. We thought, well, and we had judges that were, they kind of enabled us. Water levels aren't changing. Um, Pumping is going down. The adjudication work, we want pumping to go down. And so we looked at different alternatives trying to limit The amount of um, free production allowance reduction there would be, and Judge Reimer, you know, he just the party was over, and he said, "No, the judgment is written. It says this. That's what you're going to do." And so that's how we got on the 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 glide path we're on now. So, um, major takeaway: only five percent, and and you know we're still not uh, finished with Oeste with Baja. I, I don't know how about that I just don't know I mean I just, I just admit it right I don't know but I don't think anybody else I don't think anybody else does either I'm looking at hydrographs in Baja they they want to stabilize and production is way down so we'll just leave it at that yeah. there's a
3: lot here but I, I think I'm just gonna ponder all these slides for a while no comments right now
4: director <laughs> page
1: nothing right now
6: uh, nothing at this time
4: just one quick one uh, Bob you mentioned earlier that the flattening of some of the pump sites which which area is that in
6: of the um, uh, hydrographs the water levels.
4: Said the water was flattening with
6: the levels yeah two places one the transition zone has been that way for um, as long as we've been monitoring it, it's been very stable um, which was um, expected um, it was a condition of the judgment that it'd be stable and it has performed it's been that way baja is where we had continuous declines in water levels from 1930s and as the pumping stress has declined we're starting to see that change and that three or four years ago that's where that has that started so if nothing else it tells us we're, we're we're getting close to what the actual supply is yeah.
4: great thank you hey, Good good presentation it's just uh, just an update only and then no action on this so we'll move on to 8 9 10 and 11 which is adopt act, uh, actions for the meeting on October 25th except bills for payment except water financial statements ending in December 31 2023 and accept the utility billing policy and procedures adopted by the Water Agency. So we would need a motion to right. to move. our uh, we're, we're doing a uh, voice. Did you want to make a motion?
3: Yes, okay. I will make a motion on consent calendar.
4: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll second that motion.
0: Director Page. Yes. Director Cox. Aye. Director Hoffman. Yes. Director Ramirez. Yes. Director West. Yes. Director Limbaugh? Yes. Chair Raleigh?
4: Aye. Thank you. New business, consider approval of the Watermaster Financial Audit for the year 2022-23. Jeff, is there going to be an update on that?
1: No intro. I'll just pass it over to Chair
2: Okay.
3: And no presentation this evening. Um, just kind of seeking authorization to go ahead and include the fiscal year 2022-23 financial statements um, in the Watermaster Annual Report. Uh, so the annual audit and financial statements were presented to the MWA board on the October 26th um, board meeting, and um, the following the judgment, watermaster does have his own financial statement. So this is pulling out the watermaster portion, and then just wanting to go ahead and circulate that in the annual report.
4: Okay, great. So we'll need uh, to to make an approval of that. Um, I'll I'll make the motion.
0: I'll second that. Okay. Director Page? Yes. Director Cox? Aye. Director Hoffman? Yes. Director Ramirez? Yes. Director West? Yes. Director Limbaugh? Chair Raleigh?
4: Aye. 13, consider approval of the Lower Narrows Base Flow uh, Determination for Water Year 2023. 22-23. Jeff.
1: We'll, We'll go ahead. It's an annual thing that we do every... January um, Watermaster engineer will take us through a few different charts and just want to point out that well for various reasons we didn't have all the information to put with the packet so you have it sitting in front of you right now <laughs> and it will be uploaded to the web as soon as the meeting is over as part of the present so pass it over
6: I'm sorry, I didn't.
1: Pass it over to Bob Wagner, oh, okay. sorry.
6: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so a uh, little bit more uh, to this this year than in the past. So I wanna start with last year. This is what the base flow curve looked like last year. And it, it, it's re- reflective of um, uh, obviously dry conditions and uh, low discharge at, at Lower Narrows uh, because of the, the dry conditions that we saw. Um, let's move forward Um, in every month um, you'll recognize this chart we build this as we go through the year um, and put all the pieces together and then at the end of the year we we build a base flow curve from it Um, the reason I brought this back up is is that as of um, uh, when we presented this in October um, this is a reasonable representation of what I expect the base flow should be. And the reason I say that is because um, the complications this particular year, uh, not the least was, which was, we uh, we didn't have all the data we needed as soon as we needed it, and for a variety of reasons. Some of it was USGS, some of it was uh, just the complications of putting it together. But I went back to this curve because <coughs> it's not a bad representation, and the base flow number, uh, from this particular curve, and, and, and I want to point out soccer balls are actual measurements, right? By USGS, they actually go out and measure the flow. Okay, and that flow they measure is a rate; it's not a volume. They convert it to a volume later. Anyway, um, that results in a base flow of 9,690 acre feet, which results in a makeup obligation of of zero under the, those conditions. So let's go forward. Um, I want to point out a couple things. This is Deep Creek near Hesperia, and this is largely natural flow because we don't add anything to the river above the gauge. So this measures the runoff in Deep Creek. And you can see 2023 uh, wasn't a particularly large year. It was more for sure, but um, not a whole lot bigger than several of the other years that we see on. Above average? It was above average. but but again, not not, um, uh, not hugely. In fact, if we add 2023 natural flow um, to the 11 dry years that I've been talking about for 11 years now, um, we we go from 42% of long-term average to 60% of long-term average. So we if we go 12 years instead of 11, we we it's still dry. Okay, go on. And then um, if we look at, at uh, uh, West Fork, um, we see you know a substantial um, amount of water at West Fork and this includes releases to the river by MWA. Um, I wanna point something out that's really important from the judgment, it's called other water. Um, other water that may be credited to an obligation include water conveyed and discharged across a boundary. This is primarily why VVWRA is included in the base flow calculation. This year, we have imported water from MWA that was released into a flowing river. And the complications of knowing what happened to that water are, um, well, we're going to try to figure that out, me, Tony, and I. Are gonna, that's something we're, we're working on to try to figure that out. But it brings up the point <clears throat> is that that meets the definition of other water. So, what do we do with it? And that's the part that we're that that uh, uh, I'm going to have to figure out. Okay, let's go on. Um, you've seen the base flow curve in the past. We plot precipitation. Um, in this particular case, I also plotted Deep Creek and West Fork um, without the um, uh, uh, without the imported water. And then a piece of this hydrograph that's shaded, the light pink uh, shading from the typical red which we would typically consider storm flow. Virtually all of this water that passes Narrows is the result of the MWA releases. Whether it's only MWA releases or whether it's also some water that rose to the surface from pressure response upstream, we don't know. But it's, um, uh, we have to decide whether it's other water, uh, whether it should be accounted for differently. And that's the complication here. There's one soccer ball at about the uh, 26th of May, um, and that was kind of the response of the river um, before uh, some releases took place. So um, there's a bit of complication in here in order is what I'm trying to get at, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to, I've got to get. Um, so, what we're asking this year is that you approve a base flow of not less than 9690, based largely on um, last October's hydrograph. This particular scalp line says the base flow is 10,925. Um, it will not be less than 9,690. Certainty. How we do the accounting could change that upward, and that's something that uh, that as of right now we don't know that. So um, either way, it'll result in zero makeup. We can adopt not less than ninety six ninety, and then adopt when we have a uh, when we finally work it out. Um, or I guess we could wait. Um, typically, we do this in January, but I suppose we could wait uh, till uh, next month um my recommendation that we let's as written not less than 9690 yeah <laughs> that's it unless there are questions yeah
4: all right well we'll uh we'll need an approval a motion for approval prior to that is there any discussion with the item is it just for uh this is a uh, No, this was a considered approval for the... Oh,
3: you're right. Yeah. Right, sorry.
4: Discussion? All right, we'll need a motion.
1: I'll make the motion.
4: Mike Page, make the motion. Second by Director Ramirez.
0: Director Cox? Aye. Director Hoffman? Aye. Director Ramirez? Yes. Director Page? Yes. Director West? Yes. Director Limbaugh?
7: Yes.
0: Chair Raleigh?
4: Aye. All right item 14 executive officer reports on uh, ABC and D as percentage of producers status of Mojave water Agency's groundwater storage quarterly investment and other reports all locked into one there Jeff
1: locked into one there are three executive officer reports that were all included in the packet if you can go to the, the first one. The, this one here is the percentage of the producers that reported for the fourth quarter of the 22-23 water year. As you can see, we had 61% of the all of the producers reporting, which makes our verification job very challenging. Um, but uh, I'll, if there are any questions, we can uh, I can field those. We can move on to the next one.
4: Questions? Discussion? Anybody? Next? I Think we're good? You move on.
1: Next, we have a lot of water in storage, 244,979. 100,000 of that, nearly, we put in this last calendar year. So we have a lot of water that's in storage and still 10,000 acre feet in the the inventory claim program of of that water. Any questions on that?
4: That total in the basin?
1: That's total in the Mojave Basin, correct. Questions? Once again, the details are all in the packet and I, I kind of think it's pointless to read all the numbers in here when you can read them yourselves. <laughs> and then the, the third one would be the quarterly investment report and Carrie had to step out. So if you have any questions, I will be more than happy to write them down and ask the expert.
4: <laughs> uh, questions, You're off the hook.
1: Awesome, <laughs> that, that is it for the executive officer reports. Items
4: fifteen, engineer reports. Again, Lee Jeff.
1: Did, did you have anything else you want to say, Bob?
4: Fortunately, no.
6: Unfortunately, for, fortunately, or fortunately, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately
4: <laughs> no. <knows>. Okay. <laughs> Item sixteen, Lee. Nothing to report. Nothing to report. Directors' reports. All right. We have no uh, no closed session. So that leaves us a discussion for future items. That leaves us to adjournment. Thank you. We're adjourned. Thank mm-hmm.
2: okay.
0: Open, saying something. The meeting right away. Teacher looking for me. Okay, thank you. Kimberly?
1: Uh, Kimberly?
0: I, I
7: hey, it's a lot
2: to of, bite on. I, I don't know. I, you you have, uh, you and what's uh, that? You have the best.
7: So